Hey mamas, I'm Alyssa, your mama and me RD. I'm a registered dietitian and mama of two. I specialize in nutrition and feeding for infants and toddlers. Welcome to Nutrition for Littles, a podcast dedicated to helping you raise healthy, confident, and intuitive eaters. Nutrition is kind of my thing, and I love sharing it, but honestly, the 30 seconds Instagram gave me on my stories just wasn't cutting it anymore. Join me each week as we go deeper and tackle topics like picky eating, mealtime struggles, baby-led weaning, and fostering a healthy relationship with food, and so much more. I'll try to be short, but I plan on answering your actual real-life questions using your examples. I will walk you through actionable strategies to help you protect and preserve your child's innate ability to listen to their bodies and eat intuitively. Let's jump right into today's topic. Hey mama, I just wanted to sneak in here real quick and let you in on a tip top secret that only my podcast listeners know about. I am opening the doors to my Table Talk program tomorrow, Thursday, tomorrow. Oh gosh, Table Talk is my program that teaches exhausted and overwhelmed mamas how to feed their little ones with confidence. I will guide you through this four-week program filled with video trainings, live Q&As, and at-home activities to prevent or reverse picky eating. It will teach you how to talk to your toddlers about food, how to stop table tantrums, and how to create a peaceful environment at the table. This program will give you the confidence that you're setting your child up for success, the knowledge that you're offering the right foods at the right times and in the right amounts. It will empower you in your decisions at the table and finally turn the table into a place of peace and connection. Click the link below to join my email list so that you make sure you know the moment the doors are open and live to this limited program. Also, feel free to register for my live webinar that's happening tomorrow night, Thursday night, where I'll be training you on the top five most overlooked and surprising reasons for picky eating and what to do about them if you see them happening in your home. Even if you can't make it live, make sure to register so you get the replay sent directly to your inbox. And stay tuned to the very end because we'll be discussing the Table Talk program in detail as well. Okay, now back to the show. All right. Hello, Mama, and welcome back to today's podcast. I'm excited for today's episode. I feel like I always say that, but I really am. I'm excited every episode, which is why I have a podcast. I'm excited to talk with you guys. I'm excited to be alone in my closet right now while the children are sleeping. Maybe I should get a glass of wine. Would that be weird if I was drinking wine in my closet? I'm going to go with no. I don't feel like anything you do as a mom in quarantine right now is weird. So I'm going to take it as a win. But I am excited. I'm excited for today's episode because it's a listener question. And it's actually been a minute, like a hot minute since I've done this. Um, And when I first started this podcast, I intended to do this at least once a month. And I don't know what happened, but it got away from me. So it's whatever. It is what it is. I'm in my closet. It's fine. We're moving forward. But today's listener question comes from a mama on Instagram who direct messaged me after watching my stories where I was kind of explaining the division of responsibility and setting a meal and snack schedule. And so 
she had some clarification questions coming uh, my way and I totally understand and respect her point of view and I wanted to bring it up with you guys because I wonder if any of you guys feel this way as well. So here's her direct question. Hey there, I was watching your stories and wanted to ask a follow-up question. Do you send your kids to bed hungry if they refuse to eat dinner? That happened to me as a kid and it just feels icky to me. Love your advice and your tips, so just wanted some more clarification on this topic and wanted to know what you would do. So this is a great question. I actually get it a lot because a lot of moms get really stressed out or anxious when their kid doesn't eat their dinner or their bedtime snack or anything like that right before bedtime, and they think that it's going to keep them up at night, that they're going to wake up hungry in the middle of the night. Now, I'm not saying this never happens because it does and it it has for sure, but I can assure you that it's very rare for a child to actually wake up so hungry that they're demanding a snack at 2 a.m. in the morning. That being said, go back and listen to my meal and snack schedule episode. It was episode four, I think. Um, Go back and listen to that one because I go into detail about how to make a meal and snack schedule work for you and your family. So this is kind of a long and a short answer. Um, Do I let my kids go to bed hungry if they refuse to eat dinner? Yes. (laughs) Like, okay, so let me kind of break this down. I wouldn't say that they're hungry. They have opportunities to eat throughout the day. So I give them plenty of opportunities to eat. Um, Let's see, in our house, we have five, five opportunities to eat. So three meals and two snacks. Um, I feel like I'm constantly feeding them, honestly, even on that schedule. But um, about every two to three hours, we have a feeding or eating opportunity. So I really follow the division of responsibility, and this is what I recommend and see work with the families that I help, is setting up this meal and snack schedule gives them the boundaries and the safety to make choices within those eating timeframes that serve their body. So what I would say to this mama, first and foremost, if anything feels icky to you, you do not have to do it. If you had very strict feeding rules as a child or you felt like you were sent to bed hungry as a punishment and you're still healing through some of those issues, you do not have to do or or <laughs> implement anything I recommend that doesn't feel good to you. I want you to feel good about the way that you're feeding your children. But I also want to challenge you and say, do you not feel good about it because you do have some like healing to do that you need to process and work through with how you were parented around the table? Or do you feel icky about it because you're not giving them enough opportunities to eat? Your um, Maybe you feel like you want to give them a snack if they didn't eat their dinner. And I'm here to tell you <laughs> that kids work best and thrive in a routine that's predictable to them. And if you give them the power of saying, okay, you didn't eat your dinner, so now I'm going to make you whatever you want right before bed because I don't want you to go to bed hungry. When you give them that power, although it feels loving in the moment, it's actually very unloving because you're creating a situation where they feel way too powerful. Then they start to feel uncomfortable. And that's where they start to push back and push those boundaries. And eventually you're going to get to a place where whatever you just cooked isn't good enough. They're going to want something different or something more or they're going to want more food or they're going to start asking for foods at different times of the day. So even if you have a meal and snack schedule during the day, um, they might try to go outside that meal and snack schedule all day, not just at night. So we want to set those boundaries because that's actually a very loving thing to do for our children. So in this situation, 
if you have a kid that refuses dinner time every day, um, I I understand this desire and I, I would say you probably need to adjust your meal and snack schedule. So I think it's perfectly appropriate in that situation to say, okay, something has changed, something has shifted. How can I make our meal and snack schedule fit us better? So maybe that's moving dinner time back a little bit. Maybe it's moving dinner time up a little bit and then adding a bedtime snack every night. So the problem, not the problem, but the um, allure of a bedtime snack is really alluring, but we want to make sure that we're just consistent. So it doesn't really matter if you offer a bedtime snack or not, but you just need to be consistent. It should not be based on how much they ate at dinner. So regardless, if they had three, four, five servings of dinner, you still offer a bedtime snack, just like you would if they ate nothing. So my only caveat here is it just needs to be consistent. Don't only offer a snack when they skipped dinner completely or rejected whatever you ate, because then you start to get into the territory of becoming a short order cook. So I hope that makes sense um, as far as setting up that meal and snack schedule and then reminding you too that if something feels icky to you, you do not have to do it. Um, Absolutely protect your parenting. You know your child best. I am giving you what works for the majority of kids, but in the end, you do know your kid best and you need to make sure that it's working for you. So I just want to point out to make sure that you are trying to be as objective as possible when you are assessing your meal and snack schedule and what you are offering to your child. And you're not doing it from a place of fear or worry, but you're doing it out of a place of, okay, I could offer another feeding opportunity throughout the day and see how they um, react to that and make sure that it's a positive reaction and that it works with inside your family. I think that's perfectly acceptable. Now, in the one-off sense of my kid didn't eat dinner, and now they're going to go to bed hungry. Okay, so I want to take that a few steps up here and get some real big picture kind of thinking. So I've talked about this before, but basically our toddlers are growing so, so much, but it's not a linear growth. So it is very common for toddlers to go through huge growth spurts over the course of a few weeks, and then all of a sudden it completely plateaus and you feel like they're no longer eating a ton, they're no longer as active or as tired or anything like that, it changes all the time. So it is very normal for them to randomly reject an entire meal um, or even several days in a row. They hardly eat anything. And last week they were eating two sandwiches at lunch or anything like that. That is completely normal. So it's okay if they reject a meal here and there. You're looking at their big picture. What did their entire day look like? What did their entire week look like? It's okay if they skip a meal here and there. I'm sure we do that as adults and we are doing just fine. So I don't want you to um, feel bad that your child's going to bed hungry, quote unquote, because they may not be actually hungry. They might just be in a plateau of growth. It's also very common for our toddlers to have certain meals throughout the day that their appetite um, wanes. So they might be really hungry for breakfast and not so hungry at dinner time. So I think the thought here is, is that it's a long time between dinner and breakfast, right? Like, Oftentimes, we are far less concerned when a child is skipping breakfast than we are when they're skipping dinner. And that's because we know right after breakfast, they're going to maybe have a quick nap and then have snack time. So with dinner, it feels like a very long stretch of time between, let's say, if they have a snack at 4.30 and 7.30 the next morning having breakfast. That's a long stretch of time. But I promise you two things. 
as long as you're giving them a ample opportunity to eat throughout the day, um, they will grow accustomed to that predictable schedule and eat what is needed um, for them to sustain, sustain themselves. Okay, this is something that is a biological drive in them and they are perfectly capable of adapting to the meal and snack schedule that is allotted. That being said, you need to make sure that you are offering those ample times. So no less than four eating opportunities in a day, no more than three hours in between um, eating opportunities. That doesn't mean they're eating, but an opportunity that you're giving no more than three hours. And reminder here that meals and snacks can still shift. So 15 minutes in either direction because they didn't have a lunch and they're starting to get hangry, totally fine to kind of scoot that up a little bit, but you still want to be pretty consistent with your routine. The second thing I want to promise you here is... um, Typically, this does not take several times to send your kid to bed hungry. Um, It doesn't take several times for them to learn this. So they might go to bed like quote unquote hungry and we don't really know what they're feeling inside, but maybe they're even telling you they're hungry. This might only have to happen a few times for them to adjust or you're going to adjust your meal and snack schedule going forward and again, keeping it super consistent. So I want to encourage you that if you had a bad experience in your childhood with getting sent to bed hungry, um, I don't know. I don't know your story, but from what other mamas have told me and other people have shared with me as well, typically that was happening because you weren't served safe foods. So you weren't given foods at all that you felt safe around that you were interested in eating. I always recommend having at least one safe food during every single meal and snack. So if you're offering dinner and your kid's safe food is toast, you give them toast alongside whatever you're eating for dinner as well. So they do have a safe food that they can eat. Most likely in your case, you were given a plate of, let's say, spinach and told you have to eat this food and then you didn't and then they sent you to bed hungry as punishment. Nothing around the table is punishment, okay? Ending a meal because of poor behavior or ending a meal because the mealtime's over or because you're getting up from your seat and going to play, none of this should be done in animosity or in a reaction to or causing punishment. This is all done in empathy. You guys are on the same side. You're working together and you have a plan for the next time you're going to eat. So I think maybe re-evaluating and um, revisiting why you were sent to bed hungry. Was this out of punishment? Was it because you didn't eat your plate or was it because you weren't hungry and they let you say, okay, they weren't hungry and the next time we're eating is breakfast. And then how often did that really happen? So I think there's some key points here for you to kind of take home and work on. Again, you do not have to do anything that makes you feel icky. I'm glad you appreciate my advice. But as I say, always take what serves you and leave the rest. But do be objective about it and do at least give it time to kind of settle in your brain and see if it's something that is worth trying out. So even going to bed hungry using my gentle and low pressure methods is still an act of empathy and an act of love because boundaries are the most loving thing you can do for your child. Okay, I hope this episode was helpful. I hope other mamas resonated with it and were able to hear maybe a different side to what I recommend that uh, maybe help them get over some of the things that they've dealt with before. And I wanna encourage you to do some work and look back at how you were parented around the table and have faith and know that you get to choose what your table environment is going to look like. Whether or not that matches up and looks like how your parents 
parented you around the table does not matter. You can do your very own thing in spite of or alongside of how you were raised at the table. So you got this mama. I know you do. And I can't wait to see you next time. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I hope you're walking away with some tangible ways to bring some peace to your mealtimes. And if you like this episode, please subscribe and tell all your hashtag mom friends. And as always, the best compliment you can give me is leaving a rating and written review. You can find more from me on my Instagram at mama and me rd. That's mama.and.me underscore rd. And please feel free to send me any questions or comments you may have. Email me at alyssa at mama and me rd.com. Until next week, mamas.